Thank you, Lord. Let's go to the Word first, and then we'll get into the, the battle part. John 3 and 16. Y'all know about that one, right? Yeah, it's a good one. John 3 and 16. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He doesn't want to hurt us. He really wants to save us. This is so important that you catch this. It is not the desire of God to hurt us. It is the desire of God to save us. This is the context of what's happening here. He came to die to save us, not to hurt us. He loves us. Okay, that's important. Um, Verse 19. And this is the condemnation that light is coming to the world, and that men loved darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, to the places that have light, to the people who preach light. They hate it. They're against it. The reason why they're against light is because the deeds will be fixed, will be reproved, that you can't hide around light. You can't hide around light. And the reason why light is hated is because you can't live in secrecy around light. This is just truth. Light is hated. Darkness is loved. There is darkness and there is light. Verse 21, but he that doeth truth cometh to the light. Anybody love the truth today? You know, we talk a lot about in, 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 um, in our movement, Pentecostals, apostolics, that we're all about the truth. But you cannot be for truth and be against the light. You cannot be pro-truth and be against secret things being manifest. It's the truth about us. It's the truth. Like it or not, as dirty as it is, it's still the truth. And we've got to have truth. But we all hate it. I get it. A part of us hates it. But if you love the truth, then you go to the light. If you hate the light, you hate the truth. The two are tied together like twins. That his deeds may be made manifest that they are wrought in God so that we can bring out, so we can expose the secret things to know the truth about us so that we can be saved. After these things came Jesus and his disciples, and they went to the land of Judea. That's the end of it. Everybody say in Jesus' name. You can be seated tonight. Thank you so much for being here tonight. Let me get right into it. Thank you, guests, for coming, everybody for coming. I'm glad you're here, but I, I, can't, I can't waste any more time. The Lord gave me something to say to you as an introduction that is our title, but we'll get into the end in a moment, and that is, if you believe in the darkness, if you believe in the darkness, 400,000 murderers a year take place in our world. 400,000 thousand people intentionally plan to kill darkness. 50% of marriages in America end in divorce. 50%. 50%. Do you realize what divorce does to children and to families? 50% end in divorce in the land of the free, in a Christian nation. 58% of people have admitted to indulging in pornography. One in six women admit to attempted or completed rape that they tell us of. 
That's only the ones they tell us about. That's not even all the hidden ones we never hear about. The number is far higher. I figured that out just being a pastor. Darkness surrounds us. Every nine minutes, child protective agencies get a claim that a child was sexually abused. 93% of offenders are known by the minor. They were either a family or a friend. Someone who claimed to love you destroys people. It's called the darkness. More than one in four live without a father in their homes that we know of that's been reported. No telling how many live there and never even attempt to father their own children. No telling how many live there and what's worse, they abuse their children. 66% of people in America have to take prescription drugs. One in five that we know about have to take it for mental health problems. It's just darkness, y'all. It's darkness. Politicians lie in front of our faces and nothing changes. Our kids fall in love with movies like Harry Potter where witchcraft is celebrated. The gateway into the demonic for our, the demonic for our children. This is the nation that we live in. We have access to evil anywhere we want to see it. We have access to the most vile, dirty, and nasty and demonic things every second of the day. And now they're promoted before us when we simply want to see our family on Facebook. And they throw them in front of our faces and promote them. And we don't know where to go to hide. Just our own brother Adrian went down to get a simple pizza the other day at Riverside. And he witnessed a man that looked to be homeless get out and tried to attack and fight two men in a car. Two men that in front of everybody, God and everybody, pull guns on the homeless man and stare him down like they would rather go to jail for life over a homeless guy talking trash. It's called evil. People are out of their minds. People have gone crazy. There's darkness everywhere. Homelessness and drug addicts frequent Austin First Church. Every week, there are people here that are just skin and bones. Their teeth are falling out of their face, and they're asking for $5 because their life is ruined, and they come to us all the time trying to get free. Just today, a man walked here. It took him 45 minutes asked to use my phone early this morning. I let him in and use my phone, and I said, man, come to church, man. Come on. We can help you here because they're all around us. It's nothing to see news articles today where parents kill their kids. They drown them and mutilate them and throw them off bridges. It's nothing to see the reports now. They're all over the place. If you want to find them, you can find them. It's just simply the darkness of our day. Not counting inflation, political unrest all over the world, wars and rumors of wars. This is 
a sick time to be in the world. Not just because it's so bad, but because we know it all. The world's always been bad, but it's never been this bad, and we've never known how bad it is. Everybody knows that there's darkness. Everybody can confess there is darkness. Everybody feels the darkness. The rich that have everything going for them, the movie stars who are loved by all are suicidal. Over my time in church, I've been in church my whole life, I have heard and seen darkness all of my life, even in the church. You know it's bad when it's in the church. It's one thing to be out in the world, but you know it's bad when it gets inside the church. Pastors have gotten caught cheating on their wives with church ladies they're called to take to heaven. Pastors have wrongfully handled money that was, that was not theirs to take. And they've even wrongfully handled the funds that was there, that was theirs, wasting it for ungodly, ungodly waste. Saints who have been in church for decades, have had the Holy Ghost for decades, have slandered their brothers and their sisters, judged them, and run them off. Brand new converts have been attacked by people that know better. God help us. The darkness is everywhere. Even the pastor has been slandered by these saints who have had the Holy Ghost for decades. That They chose to be their pastor. They picked them and they still pick them apart. Saints have wrongfully divorced and remarried multiple times with no repentance in sight. Saints have dressed right on the outside and lived a secret life of sin inwardly that only their spouse knows. And yet they come to church acting like everything's okay. It's because of the darkness. It's hard to find somebody these days who was not abused by someone else. It's been a long time since I've had somebody open up their heart to me and tell me that they were raised okay. And the more I meet with people and the more I meet with you, I realize you are, like I've said before, you are the strongest people in all the world because there's no way you should have made it. If you don't believe me, get a Facebook account and get in our Facebook group and watch the Tuesday night testimonies of what people have overcome by the blood of the Lamb, by the power of the Spirit. countless number of people who have been abused, abandoned by their family, their loved ones, been hurt, estranged. It's sickening the day that we live in. Some of these people, church people, if it's not financial stress, it's health stress. If it's not health stress, it's relational stress. It seems like you can't find anybody who's just got it going good because of the darkness. Because of the darkness that's all around you. The people I meet that need Jesus have been through the most horrible darkness. It's only by the grace of God that we've ever been able to help anybody. And I come to tell you tonight that nothing shocks me anymore because of the darkness. I full expect every meeting to begin with back when I was six. I fully expect every meeting to involve drugs, addiction, hate, even these days now, 
Witchcraft becoming more and more prominent. There is a devil, and he is real, and you believe in him. There is a devil, and you know he's real. There is evil, and you know it exists. There is darkness, and nobody's got to tell you. You just look at the news, and you talk to a friend, and you know that there is a darkness working against us. There is a fight against us. There is something moving in the atmosphere. You know it. You feel it. You sense it. I want to make it clear tonight, first and foremost, there is a devil. There is evil, and it's coming after all of us. He has an army of imps fallen angels. Their number one mission is to make our lives miserable so that we'll give up our faith. There is evil. There is evil. Everything we've done for Brother Ray to help him, and we're fighting against the principality of this city, one of our own. We pray, we fast, we serve, and yet he's still under attack. It's because of the darkness. It's because of the darkness. We know it's real. It's the only way to explain it. It's the darkness. You've tried and you've tried and you've tried, but you can't because of the darkness, because it's supernatural, because it's not something you can think your way out of. It's something that you have to resort to drugs and relationships and sin because you want to get out of it, but you can't get out of it. It's because the darkness is real. It's real. You believe in it. In fact, most people believe in it. People that don't believe in God believe in darkness. It's what we believe in. It's so clear. It's so evident. It's the majority. It's all around us. It surrounds us every day. We believe more in darkness than we do anything because of where it's at, because it's constantly at our door in our face. We cannot escape the darkness. It's everywhere. But we are in the end times. And Satan's reign is coming to an end. And when you put a wounded animal up against the corner... The greatest claws and attack come out. If you never knew that this was the end time, I rise to tell you tonight, uh, just sense the atmosphere and you will feel that this is the very end of time. You can just ask anybody, atheist or not, uh, that they know that the enemy is crawling and he is roaring, seeking to devour and destroy anybody that he can. Not just that. The Bible tells us sin is waxing worse. That means every day we build our ability to sin worse than we did in the previous generation. We know that the sins of the Father visit the third and the fourth generations, and we are all a product of sin and darkness, and we are in the midst of this evil and this darkness. There is darkness. This room is dark as a symbol of this darkness. But the Holy Ghost sent me tonight to encourage us tonight and to tell you that if you believe in the darkness, if you believe in the fear, if you believe in the scary, if you believe in the death and the pain and the suffering and you believe there's an enemy of your soul, if you believe all of that and you believe in the witches and you believe in the attacks, I've got good news for the church, then you believe in the light. You cannot believe in darkness and not believe there is light. <laughs> yes, there is light. The darkness creates an atmosphere to see the light. 
Where there is great darkness, the light shines brighter. Where there is great darkness, the church rises. Where there are witches and demons and foul play, there are preachers and gospel believers. There is light. The world sees the dark, but now they're starting to see the light. Never has it been easier to tell about Jesus because everybody knows when it gets real dark, the light shines brighter. Come on, lift your hands and give God praise. He's going to set us free tonight from fear. He's going to set us free tonight. We're going to get our purpose and our destiny. I welcome the darkness. I'm not going out. I'm not going dark. I'm going to shine brighter. I'm going to be a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. I'm going to work this thing in the Holy Ghost, and I'm going to see a victory. Somebody say yes. Yes, Lord, we will overcome in Jesus' name. The darker it gets, the more of a setup it is. It's all right, y'all. We're hurting and we're attacked and we feel it, but it's okay, y'all, because every day I hear about somebody wanting to know more about Jesus. Every day I find somebody a little easier to talk to. Every day, while 10 years ago they weren't ready, they're ready right now. People are hungry. People are open, and we stand out like never before. Stay holy, church. Stay righteous, church. Keep praying, church, because they see us. We're standing out. They know we exist. It's about to be an end time revival like you've never seen, but it's got to get real dark first. Don't pray against the darkness. Pray for the light. Don't pray against the darkness. Pray for the light. Pray that you'd be a fire. Pray that you'd be anointed. Pray that you'd know the word. Pray that you'd be submitted. Don't worry about the world or the enemy. Don't focus on him. Submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. Hallelujah. If you can't tell that there is darkness, ladies and gentlemen, I boldly say not to offend anyone but really to offend the spirit that's messing with you. You love the dark. You love it. You love it. If you don't have a clue what I'm talking about, it's because those are your friends. That's your comfort zone. That's what you're used to. It doesn't scare you because it's who you are. I hope I can shake you tonight and tell you, you better be, you better be worried about that. You better be worried about not feeling what I feel in the darkness. I worry about people that don't feel the crushing pressure of the enemy. I worry about people that can't tell he's coming after you. He's coming after you. been left to me tonight to preach with passion, to shake that spirit out of somebody. Thank you, Jesus. But for the rest of us, we know that we're under attack, and we know we're going to make it. We know the enemy's devices. We know what he's up to. We've already read it in the book. It's been prophesied. It's no surprise to us. It won't catch us off guard. We realize what's happening here. He's scared of us, and he's running out of time. He sees us working. He sees us winning. He sees us standing, and he's pulling out all stops. 
to fight us. Yeah, we know where to find help. We see the light. We refuse to sit back and die. We will not give in right now, right at the end, right at the edge. We will not quit fighting. We will not quit believing. Take everything away from us, but we will keep our faith. Take every comfort away. I don't care anymore about this world. Just give me Jesus. I'm going to make it. I'm going to stand to the last breath, to the first trumpet. I'm going to make it in Jesus' name. Jesus, thank you, Lord. Help us tonight. Rebuke that spirit in Jesus' name. You've got to go. Go somewhere else, but not here in Jesus' name. We've got too much to do in Jesus' name. We want the light at AFC. Now, you realize what that means when I say that. We want things to be exposed. We rejoice over it. We like it. Not to hurt someone. Not to condemn, not to condemn people. What do you think we're doing? Not to hurt people. We rejoice because this is your salvation. This is your hope. You're lost in your deception. And it's the church that spreads the news of truth that gives you a chance to be saved. We like the light. You gotta love the light. Come on, we're truth people. You better get yourself in a prayer meeting and pray until you go, God, say it, send it, whatever I have to hear. I want to hear it. I don't care the source. You can use a donkey, Lord, but just speak to me. I want to know the truth. I refuse to live in this world watching the darkness and not have light in my life. I see everybody deceived. It better not be me. You know, we're real good at seeing what's wrong in the world. But we miss it. We miss it right here in front of us. We miss it right here. We miss it right here. We know that everybody's cheating on everybody. We talk about it all the time. The world's messed up. They're messed up. Everybody's messed up. What are the chances that you might be messed up? What are the chances I need to pray? What are the chances I need somebody in my life to help me? Maybe it's the darkness is everywhere, and we need the light. We need the light. We want the light. We've got to get the church back to the place where we can love and expose. Our forefathers and our elders knew how to expose. They call you out in the middle of the church. Some of y'all ain't never happened to y'all. Y'all think I'm mean. I hint at things. They would look you in the eye and they'd be like, you, brother, at the bar last night, repent. They would tell you like it was. They would get in your face. There were a lot of complaints of it being too harsh, not being like Jesus. And so we've learned a few things. But I fear we've overcorrected. We speak of nothing anymore. We talk about have your best life now, and we smile and get our teeth straight, and we stand up here in pulpits while people are hurting and deceived, and there's no revival. And so we've got to find the balance of truth and love. We've got to find the balance in the last days because these are the last days. We have no more time to figure things out. Our church is not perfect. I'm talking about the, the, the church, the oneness Pentecostals. We're not perfect. We've been learning. We're a new church if you look at history. We're only, a, we're only around 100 years old or so. That's a new church. Look at the other denominations. They've been around a long time. They've had a lot of time to figure things out. The Catholics have had a long time to figure things out. The further back you go, the more time you've had to figure out God. We're new, but look how far we've come. 
I'm not going anywhere. I love this message. I love this doctrine. I love this truth. I love this holiness. I love everything we do, how we pray, how we shout, how we dress. It's works. We haven't figured it all out yet. We've been a little mean before, but we're learning how to love people enough to get away with exposing secret things. We want every secret thing exposed. We want every secret thing exposed. We want every rug turned over because the only way you're going to get free. I recently had an elder in my office that said there's some things that happened a long time ago, years ago. And only the family knows. I've never told anybody else and told me what happened. Under the blood, all that, but just needed to get it off the chest and as soon as they said it, he said, oh, I feel so free. I feel so free. Maybe you, maybe you never felt that before because you ain't never done it, but it works, y'all. It works to talk about what you've been holding in. It works to talk about what nobody knows about. It works to get it out, the secrets, the hiding, the thoughts, the depression. It works to say, I cannot carry this alone. It works. Thank you, Jesus. I was praying and seeking God. I was like, God, uh, you told me to do a salvation series, and I'm doing it. And I'm digging, and I'm trying to uncover every rock, and it's not enjoyable. I'd rather preach on something else. But I'm trying to give our world and our church the best shot at being saved. And I'm digging, and I'm trying to cover every angle. And yet, Lord, I've been praying, God, how come I see People who have had the Holy Ghost for years never come to the altar. How come I see people after all of that preaching never make a budge, never even make a budge of a tear in their eye? How can you go through that much preaching and not see yourself? And that worries me. I begin to say, Lord, I don't know what's happening here. And the Lord said to me, it's just the light. There's going to be some people mad, but they're not mad at you. They're mad at the light. Because they're trying to hide. They're trying to get everything, the attention off of them. They're trying to lay low. They're trying to sneak in and not let it seem like it's them. They just don't like the light. They want to feel safe. They want to be at church. They don't want to leave, but they don't want, they're not ready yet to uncover. Yeah. So the Lord encouraged me and said, it doesn't matter who doesn't want the light. You still have to shine it. You still have to preach it. You cannot do those that want it a disservice by giving in to those who like the dark. A few more things. For the past several years, our church had dreams and visions and prophecies. This was several years back that there were snakes in the walls, snakes in the foundation of the church. These aren't people. These are spirits. These are spirits that get a hold of people. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We don't get mad at people. It's not them. They are weak, and they gave in to the spirit. But the snake I'm referring to is not a person, not a person in our past, not a person that's come or a person that's left. The snake has been resident here probably before we built the church. 
this territory belonged to the enemy, and we built it on top of a snake's den. God brought this church here and brought Bishop and the church here because of the snakes, because they had lain dormant for too long. I feel a revelation in my spirit right now. I feel like the church built on top of these snakes, and I feel like now is the season for them to have to get up and get out. This is the season to get up and get out. This is the time to get out. We've learned about them. We've felt them. We've sensed them. We know their antics. We know their ways. And we've seen their destruction. And now we realize it's time for the snakes to get out of the walls, hidden among us, out of the foundation, hidden among us. In Jesus' name, we've got to expose the snakes. Now, I'm not, I'm not referring to people, but listen, I have to say that because I don't want you going there. But when you turn the light on, the cockroaches run. All you got to do to get rid of those nasty spirits is start talking truth to people. All you got to do, don't have to be mean, disrespectful, just preach the truth. Just stand on the truth. Just preach what you know is right and leave all the other stuff alone. Because when you turn the light on in church and have a revival hot enough, you don't have to offend anybody. You don't have to get your hands dirty. The light will do that for you. The light will push people away that have the spirit, that don't want to repent of that spirit. The light will begin to work, and people will be angry and sad, and they'll be frustrated, and they'll say things, but it's okay. Why? Because the light is shining, and it's okay if the light shines. No matter what happens, we've got to get the snakes out of the walls. And that's what's been happening in the spirit realm is the secret things like you wouldn't believe have been manifested. Things that have been like, I didn't even know that there was a problem there. That's because it was hidden. It's just now manifesting. That's what's happening in the spirit. Years of hidden things, never getting called out. For whatever reason, now's our day. I don't know why this is the season. I don't know why the Salvation Series has stirred it all up like it has, but this is the season. This is the hour. God is saying enough is enough. And let me show you what's happening right now. Right now, as we speak, we're getting phone call after phone call of people saying, I felt the light call me a little further this week. I felt like God wants to use me to be a preacher. I felt like God wants to bring me in closer. I'm getting all kinds of testimonies of people that are getting in, feeling the move of God. I'm seeing so much movement. Why? Because when you shine the light, people start to come to the light. The light is a beacon. It's also, it's also a pain to people. You can preach one message, and I've had people after church say, best message ever. I've had others be like, not so much. And while I can't go off what people say, I have to ask God, and I've got to pray because it may not always be amazing. I know that there are times one message will divide a room. But that's not the message that's doing it. It's where you are when you heard it. Some people want that truth and it changes them for the good. Some people don't want the truth. It hurts. We're not, a, we're not trying to offend anybody. I'm there too with y'all. I, I get hurt too. I get offended sometimes when I hear someone get in my face. I get it. I'm not trying to say that. I'm just saying 
let's love the light so that when it begins to expose and shine, we can grow and we get over all the secret things that are destroying our faith, destroying our family, destroying this nation, destroying the church. We've got to let it flow, let it go, let it open it up and expose it all because when it's all done, we're going to love this place. We're going to love it. You know, you can't fake church growth. The only reason people come to church is because they love it. And the only reason they love church is because they love y'all. Right? I hope I do a good enough job when people come to be nice and hug them and all that. But you know what? They really come to church. They love, they love church because of you. And that's why it matters the health of a church. Because people won't endure just coming to hear a preacher and not like anybody in the church. They want friends in church, relationships in church. And when you begin to deal with the snakes and the secret things and shine the light, you begin to get rid of the elements in the church that people don't want to be around, that kill, steal, destroy, that bite you when you're not looking. And when those elements get out, when those spirits get out, hopefully not the person, when the spirit gets out, all of a sudden there's a peace when you walk in. Kind of like I felt tonight when we came in worship. I felt a, I felt a little bit of a peace tonight when I walked in. There have been services I didn't feel that peace, but tonight when I walked in, I felt a peace tonight. I felt like there was one less spirit that, that's, that belongs in this church. I felt like there was one less snake hanging around. I felt like we had a little more freedom tonight when we walked in this place. It's Wednesday, by the way. And we walked in this place, I could feel a change in the atmosphere. I felt the unity. I felt another level. It, why is it happening? Because the lights are on. And some will love it, and some will hate it. And we're shining this light everywhere. My conclusion tonight is back to one of my candy stick topics of confession. We say apostolics are all about shouting and apostolics are all about talking in tongues and apostolic Pentecostals are all about good worship and wearing our suits. And this was what identifies us as apostles' followers. But I fear, I fear we overlook something very apostolic. Our forefathers in the original church were the greatest confessors of their flaws, their weaknesses, and their struggles. And I would like to challenge the belief that we're only apostolic, we put on a pretty front, that when we dance across the church like we have no problems, that is not apostolic completely. The apostles were the ones that declared, Paul said, I want to do good, but I can't because of the sin in me. Paul said, I was the chief of all sinners. Peter even talks about confession. We know that we're supposed to confess, according to James, our faults. One, two, confess your faults. Talk about, get it out. Don't hide it. Confession will liberate you. God help us in the last days as apostles get confession in our lives and not be worried about the consequences of the secret things in our heart. I'm a man like you other men, and we have a tendency to hold stuff in more than women do. Women have a tendency to let it bubble up, and they let it go in a crying fit. But men have the tendency, for the most part, to carry it until it kills you. Men have a tendency to hold it in to be strong, but I have done it both ways, and I will never go back to holding it in acting like I'm tough. I will never go back to that guy 
that kills and destroys my spirit. Uh, I love the fact that now I'm in a place where I can open up about what I'm battling, what evil spirit is coming against me. I love it because whenever I confess, uh, I put myself in vulnerability. Where if God doesn't come through for me, I will not make it. Confession sets you up in an atmosphere of God reaching down and grabbing you. And confession is powerful because it's the moment you finally give up control. You let it all out and say, I don't care what you think about me. I'm going to do what's right. I don't know who we're more afraid of, outreach on Saturday in the neighborhood or confession inside the church. We've got to confess in the church. This is the place that began. It is our mission at AFC to get every one of y'all into a confessor, to get every one of you warmed up to talking about the battles that are going on in your life, to not hiding it, but to exposing them, to confess your faults to another person, because if you'll confess to them, they'll stop judging you so much. If you don't confess, we've got to make it up. Something's off with that person. I think I know what it is. But when someone confesses, there is no way to gossip. Confession kills gossip. When you confess what you're really battling, no one can make up a worse version of it. And people can treat you with more sympathy, with more care, because you're not tough anymore. Oh, toughness has destroyed us. Toughness has pushed God's mercy away. Toughness has killed the victory in our lives. Being tough is something that the world does. It's fake like the devil. He acts like a lion, but he can't back up his roar. It's demonic to hide. It's demonic to act like I'm an angel when I'm really a devil. It's demonic, but it has never been more Christian and apostolic to say, I confess. In my heart, I've been dreaming and thinking this, but I'm getting this stuff out because if I don't get this out of my heart, it will manifest into sin. It will manifest into consequence. I refuse to carry this secret stuff. It's time to let the light shine, AFC, because if you believe in the darkness, and I know you do, you believe there's hope. You believe there's an answer. You believe that Jesus is real. If you believe in witches, then you believe in preachers. If you believe in witches, then you believe in preachers. Watch this. I ain't never seen a witch cast out a Christian. Think about that. Got no power over us. I ain't never seen it. But I've seen men of God and women of God lay their hands on people full of a devil, and I've seen them go. You tell me which one's more powerful. You tell me which one is the light. Go find me a witch that can shut me down, and then you serve that witch. But it ain't never happened. It'll never happen. There's no such thing as darkness destroying the light. Y'all know what darkness is? It's just absence of light. You can't measure darkness. You can't, you can't measure or touch it or nothing. But light, when light shows up, darkness has to go. All you've got to do is learn how to pray in Jesus' name, and the darkness has to go. All you've got to do is stay in church, and the darkness has to go. Let's stand to our feet. I'm done tonight. 
I've done what God has asked me to do. Now it's time for the power of the Holy Ghost to deliver us from the darkness and set us free and give us a love for truth and a love for light. In Jesus' name, prepare your hearts. We're about ready to pray for each other. God's about to deliver us tonight from fear and darkness. There's about to be a lot of things happening in this service right now. There's fear. There's doubt. There's, there's people here tonight. You've got a spirit about you that says, I don't want it. I don't want to challenge. It's not you we're against. We love you, but that spirit's got a hold of you from this world. The enemy's been lying to you, and in the name of Jesus, we've come to rebuke that spirit tonight and cast that out of here because we will not sit back and let darkness rule us. Let's get ready. Listen, y'all. Listen to me. We're getting ready. Just get ready. We're really getting ready. I've had, I've had parents call me and say, my child has a devil. Let's pray. I'm talking about 12 o'clock at night. And you've got people in the church. Their kids are under attack. The demonic possession. We're going to sit back and let that go? You think I'm going to be quiet? You think I'm going to be a charismatic preacher? You think I'm going to get up here and smile every Sunday? You don't know the battle we're up against. You don't know the fight. You don't know what's at stake. We're going to win. We're the people of light. We're the people of power. I'm not going to sit back and listen to that and not fight back. We'll fast and we'll pray. We'll do what it takes. We'll change anything we have to change. We're digging in. We're getting the snakes out. And we're going to have victory right here in Dell Valley. We're not going anywhere right here in Dell Valley. We're not going to go find people with no problems down the road. We're going to take this territory in Jesus' name. My pastor told me, he said, uh, he said, I got a lot of people that live in the area in Del Valley that come to your church. I said, no, sir. He said, huh? he said, what's going on? I said, they all live around the area. They don't live here. He said, the true sign of revival is when you've taken dominion in your own town. And since he told me that, I said, Jesus, we're going to go after this town. We're going to go after Del Valley. We've been talking about Austin, but you know what? Here's where we are right here. If we can take Del Valley, we can take Austin. It doesn't make sense to bypass Del Valley when the workers and the anointed preachers are in our backyard. Woo. I want to, George, Victoria, come up here. You guys are symbols. That's fine. If she's busy, you come up here. All right, you come up here. These guys are symbols of local people that God has sent to us that we have fallen in love with more than you can imagine. Come up here, George. Victoria, come up here. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. This is what God is doing right here. This is what God is doing. This is what it's all about. Some of the finest people in all the world were right here all along. And sometimes we spend all of our time on good Pentecostals. There's people, some people amazing, people better than some Pentecostals I've met. Right here, and these kind of people right here, if they need anything, we're there for them. Because <laughs> they're going to make it. To, I'm not going to try to reach somebody across the world and miss people like this. We're going to be there for them. I didn't plan on doing this, but Claudio called me. He said, hey, pastor, we're planning on going. We feel called to this, whatever. I said, okay. 
I kind of got a little bit sad. I said, Claudio, you're, you're helping with Spanish ministry. I said, who's going to help us reach these people? 75% Hispanic in the valley. Who's going to help us? What's the future? He said, God already sent it to you. He said, God sent you a young couple already. God sent you Jorge, George, and Victoria, and anything's possible. And I heard what he was saying. What he was saying was, uh, you don't have to have anything except for what God's already put uh, in this local area. We just got to open up our eyes, turn the light on, and love people and shine the light. And everybody we need to accomplish the revival is already right around us. And so I'm not prophesying their future. I know they're going to be in ministry. And I know they're going to do Spanish ministry. But I'm not going to prophesy their future. I'm going to let God develop that and open doors. But I know this, God's hand is upon them. Stretch your hands and pray in the name of Jesus right now, God. God, this is a symbol right now of the spirit that we feel tonight in this service. This is a spirit right now, this moment, God. In the name of Jesus, uh, they will be victorious. I don't care what hell does to fight them or scare them. We have, they have our entire support over them. No matter what comes against them, God, these people are going to be protected and prayed over in the name of Jesus. Uh, the power of God is going to rest on them. Develop them in your timing. No pressure, no stress, uh, but in the timing of Jesus, uh, as they grow in hunger, you're going to develop them, God, and use them for a mighty work. Uh, they've got the spirit. Uh, they've got the heart. Lord, they're hungry and ready. You will bless them and their family. In the name of Jesus, I declare your mighty works over them. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Woo. That's it, that's it, that's it. Come on, obey the Holy Ghost. Obey the Holy Ghost. That's it, obey the Holy Ghost. Come on, it's happening right now in Jesus' name. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you what God, God's hand is on them. I'm going to tell you. When they first came to us, something happened that made us just, they, they moved up the notch in our eyes and God's eyes. They got wind of an awkward situation happening in the church that came to them as new converts, which uh, just a, a, a quick side note, pastoring, don't you dare touch a new convert. Don't you dare mess with someone brand new. Don't you bring your stuff to them. Don't you bring your stuff to them. You stay away. If you got a problem, you stay away. Bite your tongue. Because Jesus said, you harm little children. It'd be better for a millstone be tied around your neck than go after an innocent person doesn't know any better. But, but it happened, and they got caught up, in, and they heard some stuff. But here's so amazing. She reached out to us, and we didn't even teach her. Because she felt like something wasn't right. She felt like something wasn't going. And she reached out to us, and we were able to come in and protect and guard. And maybe today they're still in church because we were able to come in and connect and guard to keep them safe because that's what we do. But they felt it. They felt it. They knew it. They could sense the spirit of a snake moving. That's who God's going to build. People that know it and feel it and sense it, now they can go in the community and they can know it and sense it and set people free. Come on, let's be sensitive to God right now. The Holy Ghost is here. I better stop. I better take a break. Let's let the Holy Ghost move. Hallelujah. And thank you, Jesus. Uh, darkness, we know you're real, but so is the light. 
Come on, the only reason why we're losing some stuff is because of the light. Let's kick up the light. Let's preach it. Let's pray it. Let's speak it. We will be victorious, and the darkness cannot stand against it. I don't care what you're facing in your family or your finances or your job. It's just darkness. Shine the light and be victorious in your situation. Woo, hallelujah. Are you ready? Just come to the front. Let's do this. We're going to do it tonight. I didn't preach long because I knew we were going to have some breakthroughs. Please, everybody, come tonight. I don't want to look up tonight and see people not engaged like I have on Sunday. I, I want tonight everybody to join in. Thank you, George, Victoria. Thank you so much. We're about to pray. God's going to deliver us tonight. There's, there's great fear. There's great past. Uh, oh, there's great darkness. Uh, but we got light tonight. We got the name of Jesus. Everybody say the name of Jesus. Uh, everybody say the name of Jesus. Uh, Come on, this is a big night for someone right now. Something's about to happen tonight. It's going to be all in or all out. Something's about to happen. I'm not pushing you out. I'm telling you something's about to happen for you. You're about to go into blessing. You're about to go into curse. I'm not saying you're lost. I'm saying right now tonight you're about to receive an opportunity for you to get past the darkness. I want you to receive it. I want to push tonight. I want to push tonight. I want us to pray tonight. Come on, we're not asking you to be perfect. We're just saying this, let's get down here and let's get around the light and let's let it work. Let's let it dig. Let's let it bring it out. Let's let it scoop it out. Let's reveal the things. Let's get it out. Yeah, that's it, Jesus' name. We're going to make it in Jesus' name. I don't care what the fear comes against your mind. You're going to make it in Jesus' name. I rebuke that mind that's come against you of the devil. Those thoughts are not of God. That's just darkness. Get your word out and preach. Stand up in faith. Hear the preacher. There is a God in heaven, and the devil is real. If you believe the devil's lying to you, then you believe God can cast it out. If you believe in the darkness, then you believe in Jesus. Somebody began to call on the name of Jesus, and he's got to go. It's got to go. You're not meant to walk around scared, oppressed, depressed on pills. It's darkness, but we're the children of light. We don't run like that. We don't think like that. We rebuke it. We rise against it, and we take it. Ain't nothing going to stop the church. Ain't nothing going to stop your marriage. Ain't nothing going to stop your finances. There is no reason to fear. Woo! Come on, I feel victory. Pray out loud, as loud as you can. Somebody's to hear you praying. Huh. Somebody's to hear you praying. Pray for each other. Pray, God, send the light. God, send the light.
Hela makaso. Hele se manana saka. Hele lorumukroyata sitirimata. I ain't never seen a witch cast out a Christian. There's no power. Yeah, 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 yeah. Victory is ours. You are not alone at night. You are not alone in your bed at night. You are not alone at night in your battles. Your Lord and Savior goes with you. The devil is a liar. He's lied to your minds. He's put pictures and thoughts in your head. He's given you evil dreams. It's a lie from the darkness. You can overcome it. He's given you bad attitudes, but you're going to overcome. You are not your past. You are not your family. You're a child of Jesus. You're victorious. Yeah, that's it. Believe it tonight. We're not going to be those people. We're not going to have that in our church. It's not the will of God to live that way. We're going to overcome no matter what it takes and what it costs us. Jesus' name. When you feel it tonight, find someone and would you minister to them? If you do it because you love them, they won't be offended. It'll be all right. But when you feel ready, go pray for somebody. Don't let somebody sit in church alone. When you come to church, you come to a place of exposure. When you come to church, you come to a place where people can feel your emotion. They can sense your face. They know you're going through a battle. Do not hide what you're going through on your face. If you feel like crying, then cry. If you feel like weeping, then weep. If you feel like shouting, then shout. But don't hide what you're feeling. Don't you dare lay awake at night scared and not be showing it right now. Right now. So somebody can find you and somebody can pray for you in Jesus' name. That's it in Jesus' name. Cast out the dark thoughts. I know my Bible. That ain't of you, God. I'm not going to die. I'm not going to be destroyed in Jesus' name. My future is going to be just fine, Cheyenne. Jesse, it's going to be just fine. I don't have to worry about those steps because the Lord will order my steps. And the devil lies to us and says it will never happen, but the devil is a liar. And I'm going to shine light on this right now, and I'm getting out of that. In the name of Jesus, reach your full potential. Reach your full potential in Jesus' name. Reach your full potential right now in Jesus' name. That's it. It's happening. That's it, Sister Marissa, in Jesus' name, right now. Yes, right now. Right now. You have everything you need to fight against that darkness. Everything you need. You can pray and fast until it breaks. You've got the power to get rid of it. You've got to activate your faith. Every day, every second, the devil's coming for you because he knows that God wants to use you and anoint you for big things. But we will not give in to that, Sister Marissa. God's going to use you. God's going to bless you. Woo! Ha <laughs> ha! Yeah. Call it all out of us, God. I'm ready to talk about it, God. I'm ready to talk about it, God. 